have to unmute him. Yeah, I know. Uh, that might have been mine. Sorry about that, Paul. All right. Well, let's, uh, I just want to, uh, it's just a member's view of the program and specifically rooted in, in uh, an idea about the root of the problem, which I feel is an over-reliance on the mental state as being us, yeah? And so there's no, we can't recognize self as other because we're identified as self. So self is described as Paul. And then Paul tries to get out of self if it wants to call it an ego or something else. And it doesn't succeed because it isn't Paul getting out of self, it's self getting out of self. So a lot of people when we come into recovery or just living, you know, we start without knowing a lot of stuff and then stuff gets revealed and maybe there's something revealed when we come into recovery and uh, the big book and the people before us summarized that basically the activity of active alcoholism is extreme self-centeredness and it doesn't seem like we can get rid of it on our own power so we're going to need the help of a of a higher power or a, a power from a different source than self-centeredness so you and i can't get out of the dilemma we're in and the admittance of that to that innermost self not necessarily to the head, because the head will be convinced and unconvinced like that. But there's an admittance to the innermost self uh, that you're fucked in a way, or screwed, if you want to say it that way. And there's a huge relief that ensues after that. If, see, for me, when it whacked me, life conspired to bring me to a recovery meeting that night. So it was, it didn't let me sit in that realization, it gave me a way of life to sort of uh, take off from that realization. I don't know where it would have gone if I hadn't been brought to that first meeting. Uh, it probably would have died on the vine in a few days. The mental state is very stubborn. It would have reclaimed the situation and basically the same old, same old would continue on. Uh, and in my experience, uh, it seemed like the alcoholic of my type was willing to take any consequence tomorrow, not to feel uncomfortable now. And I didn't know if there was any uh, bottom that would be a bottom for me. It just seemed I, I could adapt to very unhealthy and very hostile conditions pretty quickly and keep on keeping on. And I felt at that level, I had felt that something was living through me or there was a possession or something was using me for transportation. So I was trying to get a handle on what was revealed to me by the statement in page 64, that self, a foreign idea, I like to see it as a mental parasitical movement, really selfing, but... Uh, we speak of it as a thing called self. I don't believe there's a thing called self. I think there's the selfing that implies the thing. So it's quite different, but whatever. So uh, this 
this foreign pathogen, this parasitical uh, contagion was using me for transportation. And all the while, uh, I was in the act of claiming its manifestations as mine. And to me, the most, the clearest in my own experience sentence, well, there's many, but one of them in the big book is the one on page 64, being convinced that self manifested in various ways is what has defeated us. So being convinced that self manifests in various ways is what has defeated us. If we're convinced of that, which I hope you are, and if not, I hope these meetings will lead you to that. Being convinced that self, not you, not them, but this this activity of selfing has defeated us. And if we're convinced of that, we look at some of its common manifestations to see what. Well, there's a lot of intentions of doing the inventory presented by a lot of people, and you could read the book and see different ways. But this way, it's saying we're going to look at self's manifestations to see how self has defeated us in our life. That's basically the intention. And so when I, would, when I saw that, that self, that sense of, being the thinker, the doer, no matter what was done through me, the, the, the claiming of me as the doer was constantly going on. So I was burdened with so much guilt and shame based on the behavior that was really driven by the alcoholism. But I was claiming the alcoholic manifestations as mine, and I was just weighed down with so much guilt and terror, really, of facing up to all this shit that I just kept getting loaded, you know, trying to become oblivious to the state of affairs. And I didn't see any real bottom to that because I had moved in to a lot of bottoms and tried to make it home. And I just didn't see how uh, (laughs) that was going to change unless someone could physically stop me and detain me. And maybe if I stayed in prison or in an institution, for the rest of my life, maybe I wouldn't drink or use again, but I'd be seething in the Petri dish of alcoholism, for sure. So uh, this is the whole premise that we speak about or speak about everything else from. If you agree or disagree, that's fine, but maybe it's worthy of looking into it. You know, maybe you can investigate the ideas and the possibilities that we're attempting to share here and see where they take you. And if they start working, meaning equating to a traveling lighter through the idea of being Paul and Jim and Mike and Mary and Jew, Sue and everyone else, then you're on to something and just allow uh, an entertaining of it through the framing of a way of life and a design for living of AA. And perhaps, you know, perhaps this will be the better way. Trusting something infinite rather than finite self. So uh, I was speaking at another type of meeting last night and something was coming up and it, it sort of uh, came back this morning, which is the idea of the self can't get out of self. So there can be a recognition of something called self but that recognition gets claimed by another aspect of self. And so remember what happened when you got sober? Uh, 
maybe the first sense of self started getting subdued. You weren't drinking and using and acting out as much. But the critic, the, uh, the warden, the probation officer of the second aspect of self was really ripping me a new one. And I mean, I was under its probation for four or five years until I could start, a re start really enjoying sobriety. And I was thinking, you know, what would happen if that second sense of self was recognized as not you? And I've had that occur. And I'm here to tell you, it has a lot to do with acceptance in my life. Because the action figure Paul is still going around. It gets up, it drinks coffee, it goes to the bathroom, it tries to feel better, it does all the stuff it was doing before, but that sense of something hovering over it, going over every fucking possibility with a fine tooth comb, that's been lifted. And there's been a basis of acceptance of the poor action figure, Paul, really based on some evidence also because Paul isn't robbing banks or ripping people off or trying to figure out how he can get the money of that older person or whatever, it's, or drinking or using. So Paul really isn't worthy of such critiquing and observation and constantly going over everything. And the real relief, I feel, has been seeing through that second aspect of what was claimed as Paul as, all, as self also, and losing interest in the critiquing and the constant forecasting and observing of this idea of Paul. And that's been really a large amount of the relief. So I hope uh, we can not only offer a good diagnosis of the problem and offer a pointing about, of the solution, and a pointing of seeing the problem from the solution instead of the solution from the problem. I hope we can continue to do this as a platform so that basically we can establish uh, a way of looking at the program. Not changing the program, but a way of looking at it. And maybe we can see that, all right, I pretty much live life trying to avoid responsibility. I finally see my role in some things in recovery. I let all that shit I was trying to avoid land on me. I tell the truth about it. I make amends. And then basically, this tends to go to the maintenance. But what would happen if there's another wave that comes after the claiming your role in things and making all the amends? Maybe you'll just see that you weren't that, that which drove you to behave that way isn't you. So the real freedom after you get relieved of the bondage of alcoholism is the freedom from self. And the freedom of, from self has a lot to do with seeing that you were not the doer of those actions under the influence of alcoholism and addiction. You were used to do shit, but you were not really the doer of it. Now, you have taken that role, you've been accountable for everything that you possibly could have done through the amends, yeah? And you've made a willing intention to do something different from now on, that as the, the living amend, and maybe, just maybe, there's a further observation that I was not that, yeah? 
because the freedom from self is recognizing your not self. And self and being the doer are synonymous, really. Because if you weren't the doer of all your actions, whose life would it be anyway? So the whole bondage of self is that you're the doer of a lot of shit you really never did. They were done through us, but I did not do them. And there's a great relief. It's almost like an untapped uh, amount of relief just just sitting there for us in recovery. If we could just entertain the possibility that it's there, we'll probably find it. Yeah, so that's all. All right, wonderful. Thank you very much, Paul. We have a question right away with John W. John, asking to you, unmute you, and you can ask your question, please. John? Can you hear me now? Yeah, man. Yeah. All right. Sorry about that. I wasn't. I was. Uh, I wasn't unmuted. I got a question about uh, resentment. I've had one. Uh, I've, I'm an alcoholic. I've been uh, in the program for four years. Been sober, but I've had this resentment's had me seemingly for for four years, and it's it's seemingly continually reinforced. Without going into details, I I married a woman with previous kids and their previous her previous husband is constantly telling them that john who i know i'm not has done all this stuff is is has basically torn them apart that i'm the cause of their divorce and the kids live with me half the time and we have a, a somewhat good relationship but it's like this constant thing that that i'm I seemingly am constantly facing and I, and while I know I'm not that, that I know I've seen that I'm not John, they still think I'm John and they're they're They have their own stories about John and uh, it still doesn't seem to make it any, any less difficult, especially living with it because I'm feeling that there's, there's a need to defend John, so to speak. You know what I mean? And it's not necessarily my, my, my place. And so through all of this and, and seeing what I'm not, and I've gotten actually a lot quieter and I, I'm noticing it, what, what the mental narrative is kind of like telling me. And I, I don't say much, say as much anymore, but it, 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 it's just seemingly a constant thing. And I didn't know if you could, you could just riff on that or, or give me any kind of, advice on it because it, it seems like it's a constant uh, struggle I guess well I don't first of all I don't think you're constantly struggling with it okay it goes but its story is that ah. it's a struggle yeah so yeah once it sounds like it's working itself out from what you just said yeah 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 was, uh, like they used to say, some people in A used to say, I'm powerless over drugs, alcohol, and people and places. Well, in a sense, uh, those kids have their own little story going, yeah? Yeah. And by the father. And uh, you're not going to be the, in a way, maybe the father is the dominant person man in their life and you're not going to be taking that role so to speak yeah sure yeah 
you're, you're in a relationship with the mother. It seems like a very confusing thing, but it's just like many, many things in this place. <laughs> you know, it's, it's weird. But somehow it seems like it's, some, somehow it seems like it's working. It seems like it's working, yes? Yeah, and I John? guess it's part, part of my, part of my is, is just waiting for the higher power or, or not me to, 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 to deal with it, so to speak. But uh, yeah, yeah. But also you're being used. Those kids are seeing you also in your behavior towards their mom. So basically there's a lot of communication not being said. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, so you can be playing an incredible role in their life. It doesn't seem like a great role to you, maybe, but in the bigger picture, you may be playing a very important role. Yeah. Yeah. So sometimes, yeah. you know, again, like AA tries to change our point of view and to see, you know, please relieve me of the bondage of self so that I can have a house in Malibu or something. No, it says so that I can be of use to others. Yeah. Well, maybe you're be, being used to be of great use to those kids. Yeah, just seemingly a, a struggle when I'm, you know, been seemingly made out to be the, constantly the bad guy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Bro, I'm in the exact situation. Okay, yeah. Yeah, where the story was chronologically changed because I came after the divorce, but now I'm seen to be the one who caused the divorce. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's exactly what the situation I'm in, you know? Yeah. And there's nothing I can do to change the story, but. Basically, uh, and we don't have the kids all the time, so they come here, but then they go back there. And so it's, uh, you know, you, you, you build the sand castle, the castle gets knocked down. You build it, it gets knocked down. Yeah? Yes, yes. <laughs> and again, this is the seat assignment, and I, I would see that uh, they're getting a different, let's say, example of how two adults could live than they were getting when their father and mother were together. Yeah? So, Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I may not absolutely. be getting a standing ovation. I may not be getting acknowledged. I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel like I have stealth. You know, I walk in and they, I'll be here in the kitchen. They'll be going, "Where's Paul?" <laughs> you know, it seems yeah. pretty. It can seem pretty weird, but it's working. Yeah. So, but uh, there's no resentment in it for me. It's different than that. So. If you want, you could write the resentment and uh, and make sure there's the, the head isn't trying to put it to another level of justified, and then uh, because then that's a whole nother game. So the head's getting a lot more out of it when it's a justified resentment. Yeah, so it's sort of like it's like a a cow it milks. It's not gonna give up that cow. So you just gotta see you're not that. Yeah. All right, right on, man. Thank you. I feel like the way you just shared is you're already in 
in the process, so things are getting rearranged and are being changed while we speak. So, yeah. I think that's where we trust the process, yeah? Hmm? No, I got I got muted. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's where I think we just we trust the process. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think I mean that's where I'm. That's where whatever thing is going on. It's it's not like you're tr you're trusting the process that's in every process. Yeah, the principle of recovery. And. It's not like I'm taking a leap of faith. It's proven it works. I've been under the influence of recovery for 30-something years. It seems to have... Uh, <laughs> I don't think the principles of AA get, ever get stumped by a specific situation. Yeah? I believe they always override the situations. I don't know, I either lost you or you got it or. <laughs> no, I mean, I think that's, I think, I mean, that's where I'm, I, it seems to be where I'm at. I mean, it's like that maybe I'm not trusting the process and uh, wanting things to change on my time, you know, and yeah. maybe, you know, so. Get in line, there's most of us yeah. in that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. The head is incredible. It really is. It's, <laughs> it's incredible. So the point is, is not to try to change it or anything. It's a loss of interest in it. Yeah. And that's why this whole idea is very specifically rooted in, in recognizing that this idea of self isn't us. Yeah. Because the great panacea, because we've already admitted at least on some levels, that in a, in a certain way we're powerless over what's happening. And so, and maybe there's a lot of stuff we would like to stop happening, but our attempting to stop it have, seems to amplify it even more. So really the key that I found from the solution is a loss of interest in it. Yeah. Now I can't set out on a course to lose interest because that would be interest. There's a loss of interest by a recognition that I'm not that. Yeah. That's how it works. Could, could you imagine if you lived your life as, a, as Stanley and then you found out you were Paul? You would lose interest in Stanley. <laughs> you would. And you would yeah. gain interest in Paul. You would. That would happen. All the interest in Stanley was that it was presented as Paul. When you see that you're not Stanley, the interest and attention is distributed differently. And so you don't have to get out of the resentment. You outgrow the resentment, so to speak. Yeah? You know what I mean? It's sort of like the resentment's like a pothole on a street. You, not because you don't try anything. There's a better there's a better road to take. So you don't you're not on that road anymore. Yeah. So the resentment doesn't have an effect 
on your driving on or on your living because you've outgrown it yeah so if somebody comes into your house and has a resentment towards paul then do you do you apologize for for a for a resentment that is not necessarily your doing like you wouldn't go to the ex-husband and say you know i'm sorry for something that you didn't really do you know what i'm saying yeah of course not yeah you see remember the statement in the inventory you look at people as perhaps they're sick also yeah yeah imagine if a young kid has an authority figure that's telling them a lot of shit. Yeah. And then when yeah. you see, you can see the father in them and there's like a, a mental pause when they're going to be friendly, they stop and stuff like that. Yeah. I don't yeah, feel, yeah. Bad. I feel sad about it. Yeah. No, no, I see it. I see it. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. It's I'm okay. I, you know, the concern would be better spent on them than on me, in a way. But the, the head always wants to make it about me. It does. I watch it. You know, I'm not, I'm talking about traveling lighter through this. I'm not, this not, I don't get an exemption of it. Of course it hurts your feelings when people are in quote unquote your house and they're not paying any attention to you, you're like a fly on the wall. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That takes a little umbrage about that, but thank God I'm not that. Yeah. I'm just, I just see. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just, uh, it's not like you're you're inoculated from any effects. You just don't see the effects as yours. Yeah, that's the good news. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the program, the selfing, the program of selfing is like a skin that's getting rubbed all day. It's annoyed and irritated most of the time. <laughs> the dilemma is when it's you're ir irritated and you're annoyed. Yeah. Then, then, then there's going to be a reaction and that reaction may put your foot in your own mouth and you may have to make fucking amends and there may be consequences and so on and so forth. And now you've stepped on the mental fly paper and every move you make gets you more st stuck on the fly paper. Yeah. That's why you have to see it in the blueprint room. You can't be, you can't be un, un, you can't be unbuilding houses that you're fucking living in. It's a lot of work. You've got to see, hey, I'm not, I don't feel like moving into that. <laughs> you know what I mean? So then that blueprint is moved, and then another blueprint is offered, and then another blueprint, and you basically like to say in the house of the holy, let's say, yeah. Let the higher power build whatever's going to be there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> because once you move in the house, you start paying mortgage. Anyone who visits, it's your house. There's all this defense and everything. And then you're stuck with it. Now you, you want to move out, but you can't get rid of the fucking house because it's called yours. This is... The freedom is from the bondage of the self. Some... The, the bondage of self in a lot of our language is represented by the word my, 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 my. 
Yeah? You cannot believe the difference of an inventory about resentment, fear, and harms done to others than my resentment, my fears, my harming others. It's hugely freaking different. Unbelievably different. Yeah? It's, <laughs> it's really incredible. I don't see how people don't see it. Yeah? I don't. I don't see how they can't get, there's such a feeling of something in the word my, that infects what comes after. Problem, my relation, my money, my health, my future, my this. You don't see it? The future doesn't have the meaning that's given it by my future. It isn't. Future is a fucking word. Yeah? But when you put my before it, which is an activity. The word my represents an activity, a sense of owning shit you don't own. Yeah? And then what you think you own, my resentment owns you. That's what happens. My fear owns me. It does. It makes a me. That's what it does. So now fear, an inventory, it, just try it. Try it today. Yeah. When you write right. down a resentment, see it as a resentment, something that comes up when you have a faulty point of view in life, yeah, which we're all saddled with. We have a view called self-centered view, yeah? It sees threats where there aren't. It's got a lot of blind sides, yeah? It's very, very insecure and, and fragile, so it's... it's it's fucking defensive at the get-go. It's just all, it's all in of itself. That's why the solution is not of the problem. It's not from the problem. It's from another source. That's why it's the solution. Yeah? There's a couple of other hands up if he's, if that's Yeah, right. yeah I'm good, man. I appreciate it. All right, thanks a lot, brother. All right, next up we have Mitchell. Mitchell, I'm unmuting you. Would you like to unmute yourself? Yeah. Hey, Paul, nice to meet you, man. Uh, my buddy Kurt introduced me to come and start hanging out with you here, and thanks. I appreciate your, what you're channeling. My question, Paul, is, you know, um, it's just talking a little bit more about the nature of this, the nature of awareness that sees the manifestations of the self. You know, like I... I think I've had lots of awakened moments, but then I begin to doubt it. You know, then the self, then I start to doubt, doubt that I'm there. And I then start to have, you know, you know, the whole, the, the whole, the, the whole Fellini movie begins, you know, like I start to then doubt it. And then the, the, so I think I'm having more awareness of some of the more subtle manifestations of self, but it's, I guess my question to you is just kind of talking more about the nature of the, pure awareness that is seeing the self. Uh, does that make sense? Yes. The nature of the pure awareness. <laughs> I don't have any idea of it. There's just something that's always aware, is never unaware. It doesn't seem to demonstrate any discrimination or discernment or categorizing what it is aware of. It feels more like a field of awareness or sort of like a sky of awareness that's not saying yes or no to the clouds that are appearing in it, yeah? And basically, 
everything that appears in the awareness doesn't affect the awareness. Yeah? That's, and, and the awareness seems to really be the primary point, so to speak. So if you follow everything back, it leads to awareness. Yeah? Every sound, every feeling, every taste. You're gonna, if you bring it back to as far as you can get back, there's something that is aware of the taste that can't be tasted. Yeah, there's something that's the aware of the, that's aware of the seeing, but can't be seen. Yeah, so I would say that's it. Yeah, <laughs> that's, you know, and, uh, and that, that narrative that, is doubting it is not of awareness. It's appearing in awareness. Yeah? yeah? And the opinion about the awareness is appearing in awareness. There's no thing that has having an opinion of awareness. The opinion is, is used to imply there's a thing. Yeah? yeah? Just like when that which the mental state becomes cognizant of the awareness it attempts to say it's the one that's aware. So you think it's you, as this mental, physical idea, is aware. <laughs> but if you spend two minutes, that gets disputed pretty quickly. <laughs> because you come after, way after. Yeah, You and me, the idea of Paul and Michael is of time. It has been manufactured. It keeps getting manufactured. It keeps getting implied. Yeah? The awareness stands in and of itself. There's no crutch for it. No, it doesn't need any kind of uh, verification. It just is, seemingly. Just aware. It's being its own nature. So it, there's no thought or an effort to be aware, is there? No then why would you think thought and effort is going to bring you to the awareness? It's ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. How could you use something to bring you to a source that demonstrates none of what you're using? <laughs> Just makes no sense. So, Paul cannot know awareness. He can't. Yeah. Paul can't be awareness. Yeah. It's nice to know Paul from awareness and realize you're not that and that you are awareness, yeah? That gives Paul an incredible benefit because the loss of interest in Paul is extremely healthy for Paul. The action figure doesn't want to be the center of the universe. It's too much for it. It doesn't want to be thought about all day. It's way too much for it, yeah? It is. It's, it's a stress and a strain it can't handle. So it starts exhibiting mental diseases constantly because of the stress of being the one that it ain't. Yeah? All the while, and I've noticed it, when I lost interest in Paul as the action figure, the action figure got a lot better. It really did. Yeah? It got a lot happier, more content and satisfied. <laughs> Because <laughs> a Toyota 
is is misused if you're gonna take it like a chariot of the gods, you know? It's just a Toyota, yeah? It's functional, it doesn't need to be in the front of a parade, it's just a Toyota, it's functional, yeah? It's, a, it's expressive and observational. It can observe the expressions that come through it, yeah? And it keeps expressing shit. In our lives, we've had two definitely, two strong de demonstrations We've had a lower power running the show, which is the mental state expressing through us. We observed what's happened there, and we also now have observed having a higher power running the show, something not of the mental state, not of the body, and which has worked better for you. I would say the latter, yeah? There you have it. Now the action figure's biggest problem has been addressed, yeah? It knows it's not the cause of things, that something moves through it. Either a dominant mental state or what we say in recovery, a spiritual state. But in a way, even though they're presented at the same time, you can't have both of them as masters, yeah? As Jesus said, you can't have two masters at the same time. So the mental state is yapping all the while awareness is aware. What's more reliable? The awareness, obviously. Yes? Rest there. Yeah. <laughs> and just be honest about the observations. Because the head is telling you a story. It's telling you, oh, the miracle didn't mean shit, yet the resentment of 40 years is dwelt on every fucking day. You've got to see there's a bias. Yeah? The mental state is completely biased, yeah? It's called self-centeredness. Everything is seen as how it pertains to what you're really not. It's insane to live a story based on that. Yeah? Yeah. Yet we have the ability to adapt, and adapt we will, to incredible conditions. I mean, the adaptability of us turns into a disservice. We're putting up with shit that we we do not need to put up with, yeah? We do, we are, yeah? We're living in anxiety that has no basis in the moment. It's all made out of what's not happening. What, how insane is that? Yeah? So I felt correcting the first seeming mistake, I'm not correcting it, I'm seeing it. I'm seeing it as a mistake, and then the correction is applied, yeah? has done, that first knot seems to have an effect on all the other knots. When that first knot loosens, I seem to travel lighter through all the other knots of living here, yeah? Would you say the awareness is with seeing the knot, really? That's a seeing. Awareness is just seeing, yeah. yeah. It's not, see, what happens? There's seeing, and then you see what you're not, self. Yeah, but another aspect of self claims to be the seer of what you're not and puts on the judge's robes and puts on the Freudian robes and now you get dissected and critiqued and it's worse than before when your ignorance was bliss in a way. Yeah, so now you've become somewhat aware but the awareness has been claimed by self and the self-awareness just amplifies the identification with self, and it becomes more unbearable, so we drink and use 
to fucking try to get out of it. Yeah. And yet it doesn't work because we're identified as the drinker and the user. So all the while trying to escape self, we're reinforcing it. Who would have thunk? But it's the truth. Yeah. So now that's been settled. We're sober, physically at least. Yeah. And now the cart can be put behind the horse and blue will be seen as blue and red will be red. And you will start from awareness, not from the mental state. Yeah. And you'll see the mental state from awareness. And you'll see its holes that you don't see it from it. You don't. You see its fucking insane assumptions. <laughs> and they, they crumble. This one big assumption I saw, this whole cottage industry of getting into the moment is based on this insane idea we have the ability to be out of a moment. That's impossible. We are the moment. We are it. Without us, there isn't a moment. Yeah? So here we are t doing all these exercises to be into in something that we can't be out of and then spending hours and hours of trying to find another new methodology to get out of what we're not in, which is self. It's insanity. It's, it's bizarro world. This is the message. All the message has done for me is made simple corrections to obvious fucking facts. Yeah, that's what it did. It just made what is obvious, obvious. Yeah. And then you see the absurdity of the mental platform. You see it. It's ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> we notice when you get taken over by a virus like the flu, yeah, it seems to have more power over you than you do. It makes your outlook bleak. Everything seems bummed out. Nothing's going to be better. Fuck, this sucks, whatever, for 10 days. Then it disappears, hopefully. We're under an influence like that all day. We don't realize it appeared, and, we, and therefore we can't entertain it, can disappear. We call it me. We're identified as self. The idea of self is like a virus. It... It severely hinders the host, it does, to amplify itself. But if you never saw it coming, then you, you may have an idea that it's never going to leave because it's you, yeah? It's going to leave when you leave. And for a lot of people, it gets so unbearable, they leave earlier. They shoot themselves because they can't wait for the fucking thing to leave. Yeah, but they can't see it as something other than themselves. So they take themselves down with it. This is uh, the root of the activity is an identification as what you're not. And then listening, listening to what you're not about what you're not. Self talking about self fucking all day. Yeah. Yeah. If you don't see it, you're going to be looking from it. You are. If you don't see the web, you're stuck on the web, so to speak. Yeah, and it's at that point, it's too late, in a sense. Yeah, 
Yeah. I'm telling you, I'm just sharing with you, spirit is awareness, awareness is spirit. The spirit's condition talked about in AA is truly awareness, yeah? Awareness has no malady. The malady we're under is a mental malady. There's no spiritual malady. It's a mental malady, yeah? The spirit is pristine and empty as it's always been. It's going to be, it's always available at all times, right where we, you are, with no requirement necessary, because you are it. You are awareness. You're not Paul who wants to become aware. You are awareness of Paul. Yeah. And, and the awareness of Paul tells you you're not Paul. <laughs> That's what it tells you. In no words, no words, it tells you very emphatically you're not that. Yeah. Now, maybe it gains traction here, maybe it doesn't, but don't worry, it will, because the gig is up at that point. Yeah. So, thank you. Thank you you very much, Paul. Uh, Just as a reminder, this is uh, not an AA meeting. This is just one member's view on the 12 steps and his his take on it. It's not an all-share meeting, rather it's a question and answers. If you'd like more information, uh, you can visit www.zenbitchslap.com where you'll find information on Paul's books, videos, and recordings. Also has t-shirts available for sale. (laughs) Uh, Paul's non-duality Zooms discussions are on Wednesday at 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time and on Saturday at 1.30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. You can find more information on that on on the website as well. Next up, we have a, uh, well, we had a, we had a question. Um, seems like he put his hand down. And there we go. And yeah. you have a question for Paul, please. Hey, everybody. I put my hand down. Uh, Paul, you, you covered this in the last two, uh, in responding to the last couple questions. But I think it's, it's important that that maybe we all know how to identify self who we are you know i know that with sponsees i have one technique with my daughter i have another but maybe you could speak to that directly well the well uh all right first of all i use the word self because aa uses it but really, how I see it is an activity called selfing. Selfing. And the selfing is basically the theme of the narration that we're listening to every day. Yeah? The whole, how we're listening to the narration is that we're our self. <laughs> That's how we're listening to it. We're listening to it as, with, as if we are what it's talking about. <laughs> First and foremost. So the selfing keeps reinforcing the identity as self you know, all day. Yes? So the selfing is what produces the sense of self. The sense of self isn't selfing. The selfing is what's producing the sense of being the doer, the thinker, the feeler, the taster, the toucher. Without the selfing, there would be no self. Yeah, when you're in a zone, 
maybe in the water or playing something or lovemaking, where there is a pause and your interest and attention is seemingly completely off the narrative, at that moment, there's, there's no sense of you. That's the joy of the moment, really. Yeah? Then, of course, that moment, the situations change and the narrative kicks in. The attention and interest goes back there. And now the one who, the one who had the experience of empty was that which was not there. <laughs> so the story, the mental state claims to be the one that experienced its own absence. And there it goes. It just neutered that demonstration and it keeps on keeping on. Yeah. So it doesn't matter the, the, the bigger the hole of the story, it just pastes it right over. Yeah. It just keeps on keeping on. Yeah. You're not going to change the narrative, probably. But you can lose interest in it. Yeah, you can. You can lose interest in the selfing and therefore lose interest in self because the selfing is what's producing or implying the self. Yeah. So when you lose interest in the narrative up there, you'll lose interest in self as it's stated in AA. Yeah, yeah. So trying to lose interest in self while completely having faith in the selfing doesn't work. (laughs) And when the selfing tells you you're going to get out of self, that's more being in self than ever. (laughs) So the freedom from the bondage is before the bondage. In fact, you were never bound. It sure appeared like you were. It sure felt like you were. But are you bound now? No, basically. So in the real fact, you were never bound. Yeah. It's not like I'm bound and then unbound and bound and unbound. That's duality. But in fact, what you are is before the bondage of self. Yeah. So were you ever bonded? No, you weren't. Yeah. The bondage of self is a completely mental uh, affair. It's two aspects of you. One thinks it's bound in the other, wants to get out of the other as the other. Therefore, all of its attempts to get out fail because it's the system itself. Yeah? You may be recognized one. Very rarely do people recognize the other aspect. Yeah? So they don't... They. They intellectually understand the statement self can get out of self, but they're not applying it to Paul trying to get out of self because they think Paul is, is different than self. It isn't. The star of the narrative, Paul, is self. It's selfing. It's not a real, that's not you. You are not of a thing. You're not. You are of awareness, which doesn't have an arm or a leg, doesn't have maladies. It's the physical mental that has, yeah? So what happens? Does this erase all physical and mental effects? No, but it allows you to travel lighter through the physical and mental effects. And after a while of great humility, you say, what more do you want? It's awesome, yeah? It's awesome that I can travel lighter through what this life has in store for Paul. Yeah, instead of traveling through everything. See, you never, 
See, the traveling heavy isn't usually based on today. It's based on yesterday and tomorrow, really. So that's a pure fiction. Even if you take yourself to be a thing and it's real, your thingness is not in the reality. It's in yesterday and tomorrow all day. I mean, that's where the anxiety that's, that's claimed as fear appears. It's generated by thoughts about yesterday and tomorrow. And it's not even generated by the thoughts. The thoughts facilitate it. It's faith in the thoughts. And how is the faith so deeply embedded in the thoughts? Because you believe you're the thinker of those thoughts, that they're yours. Yeah? So that faith keeps going to thoughts that are producing false evidence, and then they appear real to you. And then you respond as if it's real. And let's say you take 20 pills because you're afraid of what's going to happen next week, but it's today. And so you overdose today based on a fear of three weeks from now. It's fucking insane. I mean, I, I don't see how, how can this be taken as normal just because it's been happening for a long time? Fuck. Yeah. I just said, why are we that comfortably numb and un, you know, uncomfortably numb that, fuck. Hey, if you get, if you get prodded by a cattle prod 800 times and you keep taking it, you must fucking think you're a cattle. Really? Yeah. I mean, obviously. Yeah. If you were prodded by a cattle prod as a human, you'd fucking take offense and say, hey, fuck, don't fucking hit me with that cattle prod. If you're taking 800, 900 hits of it a week, you must be thinking you're a fucking cattle or a cow, whatever. Yeah. I mean, really. You know, if you act like, you know, if you act like that, if you live like that, if you feel like that, if you think you're like that, you're going to seemingly be like that. You're going to be a nervous wreck. Yeah. Because the day isn't held in I'm taken care of, it's held in I'm not going to be taken care of. It overrides the factor you're taking care of now with this unbelievable thing of, I'm not going to be taken care of later. That's insane. I mean, that's insane. I have enough to deal with today. Why do I want to deal with next Friday? It's like fucking, you know, and terrible forecasts about next Friday. It's not like the weatherman leans towards the sunny side. It's always forecasting fucking terrible weather, you're going to drown, it's going to suck terribly, but you're going to have to live through it, no one's ever going to help you, and enough, And you're sitting there, and it's beautiful, you got a nice breeze coming in, you have a drink, you know, some coffee, you're fine, but you're not having any sense of the fineness, that's to me is slavery, isn't it? Yeah. You're, sla- you're seemingly been enslaved to the mental state, how? If you're not a mental state, how can you be enslaved to it? You must be identified as it, obviously. Yeah. 
If you knew what you are or lived from what you are, you would see what you're not. You would. You would see what you're not. And you would see, because of what you are, the slavery of being act in the act of being identified as what you're not. You would see the slavery of that. Yeah? Because of what you actually are. It's not just a minor downgrade, it's usually different. Yeah? Usually. Usually different. You start outshining circumstances and situations that used to cripple you. You do. Not with any thought or effort or any kind of skillful means, just by seeing life from where you actually start instead of looking at life from where you're not. It's a huge difference. That's the correction we're talking about doesn't even need to be done because it's already so. We're just trying to show you the depth of the identification, yeah, and maybe embellish it to make it look a lot worse than it is, but you can't really make it look a lot worse than it is because the drip, drip, drip is just as bad as a whack, you know, in my view. I saw it happen to my mom, you know, my mother, and this is just all my own interpretation, but my mother was quite powerful, I thought, when I was growing up. Yeah, she would work. My father died when I was young, and we became poor, you know. She would work every day, come home, drive us to the beach. You know, we'd go swim in, do all this shit. Anytime I got cut, she'd have take me down to the beach and put it in salt water. She, she you know, she was really cool. She, she didn't take so much shit and anything. She was independent, stuff like that. And then... Things just overwhelmed her seemingly, and she started to seek solace in beer, started drinking beer after she got home from work and ended up drinking beer on a couch and then just going prone and falling asleep every night with the TV on, every night, every day. And if you came in and you tried to turn the TV off or actually tried to turn the volume up because you couldn't hear it, she'd wake up and go, what are the neighbors going to think? as if her whole life was based on what someone else thought. And it would infuriate me as a little kid because I had a picture of my mom when I was younger and it was getting just totally destroyed right in front of me and I was fucking pissed. I didn't know what to do. I was super angry about it, yeah? And I felt powerless again, just like many other times in life. And I felt... Uh, you know, there was just, uh, you know, like a baby cow's pretty frisky, you know, and then it just becomes domesticated or whatever. Yeah. I don't want to see us lose that friskiness. I don't. Because, no. you know, in my own life experience, I've seen it. I've seen what, uh, hmm. what the mental state can do, I have. I've seen my brother and my sister kill themselves. Just... If you surrender to it, it's not gonna treat you well. So you're not gonna win by surrendering to the mental state, you're not. 
You're going to win when you surrender the mental state to the spirit, yeah? You don't have to surrender to spirit. You surrender the mental state. You surrender what you're not to what you are. And so it will change it, yeah? So. That's why, you know, I see in AA, uh, you know, that pink cloud that many of us experience never goes away. We go away from it, yeah? We get retrenched back in the mental state. And now we hold this spiritual program in a mental way, yeah? And now we start getting used to taking, getting little, yeah? Bitching about a lot of other unnecessary, unimportant things while the mental state develops a strategy to take over the recovery, yeah? Yeah. I, for one, I'm not going to take it, you know, <laughs> in a weird way. Just not going to. And I'm going to keep offering the possibility to others because it may seem like, oh, oh, let's forget it, you know, forget it. Let's just be happy that we don't flip out at the, at the picnic or, you know, whatever. Uh, well... Yeah. All right. Make the parasite a. De it's not going to be a service animal. It isn't. It looks at you. It looks at, at you as inferior. It doesn't see you as superior. You need it to be corrected by the higher power, which is of us, but seemingly an unsuspecting inner resource in most cases. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The higher power will put it in its place. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Paul. Brilliant. All right. Paul, we have one more question from Kurt Z. Kurt Z asking you to unmute. Kurt. Hey, but hey. Good to see you. Hey, Kurt, how are you? Good, buddy. You know, we, Mitchell and I were talking about this this morning. You know, I, I made the statement, there's never enough money, but there's always enough money. There's never enough money, but there's always enough money. It's like, like that is the position of neutrality. So here's my question. In the book where I referenced this part, it says, when we became alcoholics, crushed by a self-imposed crisis, this imposition of self that you talk about. Would you say that's, that's the, the same thing as saying we're a victim of this delusion that we could rest satisfaction if we only managed well? We're a victim of this delusion? That's the logic that kicks in when your self has imposed its will on you. Yeah. That's, that's, the, that's the, uh, the source code of self trying to get out of self. It truly believes that what it's recognized as self 
it can leave as self. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yet, if you just look at your own experiences, it's obvious self can't get out of self. Mm-hmm. The imposition is definitely self-imposed. You did not impose the imposition. Self has imposed the imposition. The mental state has imposed it. It's become the dominant uh, door of consciousness. Yeah? The feelings, the seeings, the hearings, the tasting have been quite subdued when, like, when we were a kid. We were seeing, hearing, tasting everything. And now the mental going over all the seeing, hearing, feeling, and tasting is the dominant activity. So we've been, in a way, the mental state has taken attention and interest away from living and put it into an interpretation of life, yeah? From the idea of being the one, yeah? And we all have the same stock version we all think it's unique because the primary noun in your stock version is called Kurt and the primary noun in my stock version of interpretation is called Paul. (laughs) That's all the difference we need to see, uh, not to be able to see the, the commonality of what's going on. Yeah. Even in AA where people will be sitting in a meeting and they're listening to people, and they'll share, it sure sounds like my thoughts you're sharing, and my feelings, and my actions you're doing, and then you're going, and? What would be the next leap? And not yours. But no, it falls back in itself, and they continue, the separate narrative continues, yeah? What would happen if you looked at it, all right, there's thousands of different people in recovery, and a large swath of those thousands of different people, all thinking they're unique from every one other of the people, all end up in the same three parking spaces, institution, jails, and death. Why is that? If there was all these thousands of unique drivers, why, wouldn't, why would they end up in the same three parking spaces in all different societies, in all different educational levels, and all different whatever, because there's one fucking driver. (laughs) That's why there's one driver of the whole fucking event. Self. Recognize it and you'll end up in different parking spaces. Don't recognize it, you'll end up in the same parking spaces. (laughs) You'll end up in the first three parking spaces, but you'll be visiting institution jails and uh, you'll be, you'll be uh, parking overnight. <laughs> you know, yeah. I, I, I heard it written like this. We surrender surrendering and find ourselves surrendered. Yeah, we that's a, get so exhausted, you know. Yeah, I found, I found that Surrendered is, uh, surrendering doesn't have to stay a verb. It can be a fact. It can be surrendered. Where you've, you've been convinced of certain facts and you're surrendered to those facts. 
that's the basis of, to me, my, my sober life, really. I was I was arguing certain facts in my life that I was powerless over alcohol and drugs and that I was the cause of unmanageability, really. I was in deep argument with that. Uh, and I realized you can't argue with facts. You're going to lose. <laughs> and then yeah, it allowed me to align with those facts. And I do a lot better aligned with those facts as facts instead of aligning with a denial of the facts. Yeah. <laughs> so this is the better way yeah so find out the facts in your life are you a real alcoholic and an addict if you are you're going to be fucked basically yeah. it's not I good news and then uh, maybe you'll see you'll surrender to the fact that that's presented in step one you'll surrender to the fact that's presented at step two and you'll surrender to the decision that's often in step three, yeah? And those facts, when acknowledged, will tell you their facts, and then that's surrendered, yeah? Yeah? Thanks, buddy. Yeah. Thanks a lot. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, bro. Thank you very much. All right, awesome job. Thank you. Paul, that's the end of the questions. If uh, Would you like to say your goodbyes? Or, yeah, 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 let's. Say goodbyes. Thank you, Michael, for running it. Did a great job with Lebowski. Thank you, James. Walter, pleasure to see you. Paul, as always. Yes, Mike Z. Dale, nice to see you, Dale, over there. Uh, I think this is Maria. Thank you, Maria. You're soaking it all in. That's good, Maria. Rob, as always. <laughs> we got Michael. Thanks for coming, Michael. And Robert A., and Mike O, nice to see you. And I, me. Where's my? He's somewhere there. <laughs> Therese. Therese <laughs> left the theater. Kevin and Cindy, I don't see them. I see his head. I see Kevin's head. Nice to see Kevin. But here's Therese again. She's saying goodbye. Kurt, thank you so much. I just lost you. There you are. Anna, yeah. Anne, thank you for your question. Helen, Mika. Jay, nice to see you, bro. We got Allison, Lucille, Joanne, Joanna, sorry, Joanna. Jacob, nice to see you again. Mika, as always, nice to see you. Satoya, nice to see you from Philly. Mickey, Keith, Mark V, nice to see you, Mark. Susanna, Leah. Beatrice, Julian Rose, once again, he's on dry land. <laughs> we got, we got uh, Victor, Victor, we got Malcolm, we got Topha, live too, Samantha, Leah, Ian, uh, let's see, we got a lot of people who are anonymous, I'll say hello to all of them, oh, there they're appearing now, some of them, Bill, Bill Wilson, he has been resurrected. <laughs> uh, unearth his body. We brought it to the Zoom. There he is, Bill Wilson. <laughs> Victor. All right, I'll see you. Thanks you so much. Thank you for the opportunity. Thank you. Bye. 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 Take care.